Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. Got another episode for the kingdom culture. It's going to be a good one, folks. We're going to be learning about some more stuff. Preparation, kingdom preparation, part two. Stay tuned. Okay, hey folks, thanks for tuning in once again. We're doing the kingdom culture series through God is love over in the Philippines ministry there with DJ Jug Honeylove. And uh, she's doing an amazing job, folks. Make sure you check out her Facebook page and everything that she's doing. She's doing some amazing things for the Lord, getting the word of God out there, doing interviews and everything. She's doing really good. So make sure you check her out, DJ Jug Honeylove. And uh, she's doing a great job. So we're jumping right in. I've got a lot to cover. Uh, just finished doing an interview with Jug Honey Love, which turned out really good, had a really good time. We were discussing some different things. People were watching, which was really neat because while they were watching, they were asking questions, they were writing in. It was a premiere, so I was able to come back later and answer those questions and things like that. But folks really brought up some good topics. Of course, Janine and I had a really great discussion talked about faith and all kinds of different things and touched on some things that I definitely want to continue to work on talking about. And in the last episode, it was called Kingdom Preparations. Well, as I was going through doing some studying and preparing, it was like, you know what? I think we need to do a Kingdom Preparation Part 2. So this is Part 2, probably going to have a Part 3 as well because it's all about equipping the saints, helping us all so we can get prepared to do what God called us to do, whatever that looks like. Sound good? Okay, so we're going to dive right in. I've got some neat things to share. And uh, it's really important. I hope you folks are enjoying the show so far. And make sure you leave me some comments. It'd be great to hear from you folks. Let's get in touch back and forth, get some comments going, get some conversations going. Ask any question. If I don't have the answer, we'll find it. Someone in the group may have the answer. Either way, we'll find the answer for you. Sound good? Okay, so when we were talking in the interview, one of the things we brought up, she was talking about faith and how can someone take up the Bible and they'll read it and then afterwards still not understand about faith. And there's so much to it. And you're sitting here like this is my new King James right here, my new King James study Bible. I'm sitting here. I'm reading through the whole Bible. Da, 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 da. I get to the end and I am totally confused because I don't understand it. Well, here's what happened. We'll start off by sharing that passage of scripture with you from the book of Acts. It's about the Ethiopian eunuch. I love sharing this because it gives a perfect example of why we need one another, why we need discipleship, why we need to get trained, equipped, and why we need to team up together and learn the word of God. So Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, this is out of the New Living Translation, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, go south to the desert road. Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Candake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning, seated in his carriage. He was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. 
Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. So he's actually reading the scrolls. Back then it would have been the scrolls. He would have been reading the scrolls. It's the scripture all transcribed on scroll. And he would have been reading about the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you are reading? The book of Isaiah. The man replied, how can I? This is key. How can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come into the carriage and sit with him. Key thing right there. I'm going to read that part again. Philip said, do you understand what you're reading? The man said, the, the Ethiopian eunuch said, how can I unless someone instructs me? Very important. Don't. You, you don't beat yourself up if you pick up the Bible and you read a couple chapters and you don't understand what you're reading because it's nice to have someone come alongside you. That's where training, equipping, discipleship comes in play. Okay, very important. Videos like this to help talk you through certain things and help you learn the word. So Philip said that to him. So Philip, <clears throat> so the man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. Man, that's powerful. He told him about the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop. They went down into the water and Philip baptized him. So right then and there, he asked Jesus Christ into his life, repented of his sins, was baptized in water. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. That's very powerful. And so the point in me reading that was to share with you folks, we all need someone to come alongside us to help us learn. That's why I'm continuing on with this preparation process, just like I said. So today I want to share a couple of important books with you. The first one is Rick Warren's Bible Study Methods, okay? It's a great book. You see that okay? Okay. 12 Bible Study Methods, 12 Ways You Can Unlock God's Word. Great book, folks. In fact, you can go online. There's um, some PDF files you can download that have a portion of it in there. And uh, this is a great book. I recommend this to everyone or get someone to get it, and then you guys can all do a Bible study from it and learn from it. Very important, okay? This is by Rick Warren once again. So what I want to do is I want to read the preface to you. And like I said, there is going to be a part three because I'm going to get through some of this, and uh, I've got some other things to share as well. So I want to read the preface to start off. It's very important that you hear this. So this is out of Rick Warren's book. Once again, I am reading out of Rick Warren's book, Bible Study Methods. Okay, here it is. So for many years, every time I heard a good sermon or some in-depth Bible teaching, I would leave the meeting frustrated, 
wondering to myself, how did he find all of that in his text? I wanted to be able to discover those truths on my own. In addition, I've often felt guilty because people were always telling me I ought to study the Bible. But when I tried to study it, I didn't know what to do, so I would be discouraged and give up. How many of us is that? That was me back in the day as well. Since those days of frustration, I've discovered that most Christians sincerely want to study their Bibles on their own, but they just don't know how. They don't need more exhortation. You know, the old saying, you ought to study your Bible, you ought to study your Bible. Hey, study your Bible. I've said it, you know, but here's the key thing. They just need some instruction on how to study the Word of God. And that is the purpose of this book. It is a how-to manual on Bible study. It assumes that you already know the importance of personal Bible study, that you have been exhorted many times to do the Christian duty, and that you have been waiting for someone to show you how to do it. Just like the Ethiopian eunuch. Very important. You see my point? The Bible teaches us that we cannot be disciples of Jesus Christ if we do not have a regular intake of the Word of God. On one occasion, Jesus said to his followers, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 31-32, King James Version. As we look back through the history of Christian church, we find that the common denominator of every great man and woman of God is that they knew the scriptures and spent consistent regular time with the Lord in his word. Never before in history has the Bible been more available to the Western world, yet never before has there been such a famine of God's Word. We have Bibles in hotels, motels, doctor's offices, libraries, and more, as well as most homes in America. Yet most people are ignorant of what the Scriptures have to say. We live in a day of biblical illiteracy, even among many people of God. Ouch. That's a powerful preface. And he goes on. He's got three pages of it. I just wanted to read that opening statement because it's very important because I know I can relate to it and I'm sure you can as well. And uh, so I'm going to be sharing just the first seven out of this book, the different study methods, because there's 12 of them. But the first seven seem really helpful. They're easy to get started in, and they're not so confusing. They're not so taxing on the brain where you're just like, I'm overwhelmed, Steve. This is too much information. You know what I mean? So here it is. So the first method, okay, I'll, I'll tell you all the methods first. Why don't I tell you all the methods first, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So all the methods, here they are. You have the devotional method, the chapter summary method, the character quality method, the thematic method, the biographical method, the topical method, the word study method, the book background method, the book survey method, the chapter analysis method, the book synthesis method, and the verse-by-verse analysis method. And those last five ones are kind of tough. They're things that you want to have as a goal to get to, you know, as time goes on in your studies. You don't want to just jump right into some big, huge study where you've got to have several books out and you're just frying your brain because you're putting too much on it at one time. So start off small, work your way up. And everybody has a different type of study method, as you know. Some people are good at retaining things. So there's people that are out there that can boom, 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 snap out a verse real quick. And then you have people like me who I know some verses really well, 
you know, but you could sit back and start saying a verse and I could start saying it with you, but I might not be able to tell you the passage, you know, and so it's neat to learn different people know different things, but at the same time, we all have a different study thing. You might see something and go, hey, I can tell you all about Joseph. I can tell you about Abraham, but that eunuch guy, I can't remember what happened with him. You know, you, that's why there's 12 study methods because you can actually go in and say, okay, what method works for me? What works for me, Steve Lewis does not work for Barb Lewis, my wife. What works for Barb Lewis does not work for this person or that person and so forth. So it's neat to have 12 different types because you can meld and get into the one that you enjoy the best. So the first one is the devotional method. So in the devotional method, of Bible study, a passage of the Bible, large or small, is read and meditated on until the Holy Spirit guides you to an application of the passage into your life in a way that is personal, practical, possible, and measurable. It is the simplest and least costly in terms of time of all the Bible study methods in this outline. And so basically what they're saying is, and I've got this on my teleprompter, so what they're saying is, you don't have to go out and buy a bunch of books to do the devotional method. Certain methods, yes, you're going to need to buy some extra books and things like that. That's why I said start off where you're at, where you can. Don't just jump in and have dictionaries and topical Bibles and all kinds of stuff, unless that's where you're at. Okay. The goal is to take the Bible seriously and to do what it says to do. Okay. So a good example for this one for the devotional method, okay, so you're devoting time to a certain subject or you're devoting time to a certain passage of scripture, for example, Matthew 22, 36 through 40, the greatest commandments, this is Jesus talking, but also it's one of those, it's someone talking to him and asking him as a teacher. And so he says to him, he says, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands on the prophets are based on these two commandments. So you could take those two just like it said to apply it to your life. So the definition once again was the Holy Spirit guides you to an application of the passage into your life in a way that is personal, practical, possible, and measurable. And so when you think about this, you think about, okay, I need to work on loving the Lord with all my heart, but I also need to work on loving my neighbor. Oh boy. Here we go. So now I need to focus on, you know, what does that look, love look like? What's my relationship with my neighbors? What's my relationship with every stranger out there? You know, am I the type of person where I give off a terrible thing? Am I the type of person that gives off love? How do people feel when they're around me? You know, there's so many things like that. So that's what that one style does. And many of us, many of us have done that. It's kind of like with the don't sweat the small stuff book that my wife and I read, you read a passage in here that Dr. Carlson wrote, and then you apply it to your life. It's just like a devotional, you read the little devotional, have a verse, it'll have a paragraph, you read it, and then you apply that to your life. Well, it's the same thing with that first method. It's a nice basic method that you can go into 
baby steps and, and take into the word. So method number two, the chapter summary. In the chapter summary, we attempt to gain an understanding of the contents of any given chapter of the Bible by reading it in its entirety several times, at least five, okay? Asking a series of questions relating to the content of the chapter and ending with a general summary of the chapter. Note that the chapter divisions currently in our Bible are not the, in the original manuscripts. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but chapters, verses, and all that, that was not in the original text. Okay, those were added. So this is a little bonus for you. Those were added. Verses and chapter numbers were added to the Bible in around 1200 A.D. by Bishop Stephen Langton in order to make the various parts of the Bible more accessible to the general reader. So you didn't have to say um, you're going to read um, in Ephesians and you're chapter three. You know what I mean? That's what we say nowadays, and you would just turn to Ephesians chapter 3, boom, you'd get it, and you'd go ahead and start reading it. Back in those days, you had to go find Ephesians. Then you had all that scroll to go through to find the right one to get to where you wanted. You couldn't just go to verse 28. You had to try to find it by reading the sentences. So the verses and chapters, 1200 AD. Isn't that something? key piece for you. And so that helps with the natural flow of the text once again. So there are 1,189 chapters in the Bible. So there's a wealth of material. Okay. So you go in there and you would read, you know, you go to Ephesians chapter four and you'd start reading Ephesians chapter four, but you wouldn't only read it once. You would go back again and you would read it over. And then you'd read it over again. And each time you're reading it, you will notice you're going to see some new thing in there. And then you're going to read it again and notice another new thing. And you're going to get all these amazing nuggets out of that passage of scripture. And then once you're done reading it five times, then you can go through and take notes. And in the actual book, and they have them online, you can actually go online under the the uh, Bible study methods PDF files, and they actually have these little charts in there. So there's little charts, there's little work areas. Here's a devotional study form. It goes through and it tells you to pray, then meditate. It says a personal paragraph you can write, then application. What verses did you pick? Memorize a verse if you want to. And you read that passage of scripture. And so you just go through just like that. And so for this one, it would be like read the chapter and then the contents. Who are the chief key people in it? What are the key verses? And you just go like that. So that's why it's important to get this book. Either get the PDF, download it, or buy the book. It's an amazing book. You can actually get the printout so that you can go through and do the studies as well. So very important. And I'm going to get through a couple more of these before I have to end this one because we try to keep these between 20 and 30 minutes long each week. But by giving you at least the first three or four, it's going to help you folks get started. And uh, that's the key thing. If you have any questions, please put them in the comments section. Love to hear from you folks. Okay, so that was Bible method number two. So number three is the character method. 
in the character method of the Bible, we begin to use tools other than the Bible itself in order to discover what the Bible has to say of specific personal characteristics. Okay, so now we're looking at the characteristics. A major emphasis of this study method is on personal application of the lessons you will be learning into your own life. The main goal of this method of Bible study is to learn God's view of personal characteristics. Okay, so one of my key things is, for example, if you're looking at characteristics, character, how should a Christian be? How should a follower of Jesus Christ act? A follower of Jesus Christ should be Christ-like. How does Christ act? What are the characteristics of the Holy Spirit? Because once you ask Jesus Christ into your life, you have the Holy Spirit within you, the helper, the comforter. So what do we do? We go to Galatians 5, 22 through 23, and we read some of those characteristics. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you can see how this can snow, have a nice snowball effect to it in a neat way because you're still, you're just learning how to get into the Bible, but all of a sudden you're learning about, wait a minute, I've just learned some characteristics in the Bible that pertain to me in my life. So then I can take each one of those love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and I can look those up and find the definition for those, and that takes you into an even deeper study. So you could just look up love, and you could spend months just on love alone if you really wanted to, just to give you an example, the love characteristic, the patience characteristic the peace characteristic. So you can go through and take each one and it learns to help you build and be a better character. You'll build your character as a follower of Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? So that is very important and it's very key. And I want to stop on that one because I've given you guys the first three and I'll save the next four for the next episode because I will go ahead and do a part three. And it, it's just very important. And so you take those items, you would take that and you would say, okay, I'm going to break down those characteristics. Or you take down 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, talking about love. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. And you folks have heard me talk about that passage of scripture before, but you can take that passage of scripture, list the whole thing out, and uh, you can actually... Take that whole passage and go from there. You could say, you know what? The month of March, I'm going to spend studying 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Or I'm going to study the two greatest commandments. Either way, they all tie in together. You know, it, it flows. It flows as a parent. You learn to love better. As a spouse, you learn to love better. As a human being, as a Christian, you take these things and you apply them to your life. And so I'm sharing those first few things with you guys. And once again, this is just the Rick Warren's Bible study methods. This is very important. This is very key to your kingdom walk. Because we need to learn what we're dealing with. We need to learn who we are. 
You know, we've sat in churches for many, many years. Some of us have been in church for over 20 years. We've been sitting, you know, God bless the pastors and all the workers and things like that, but they can only do so much. They can't put the food in our mouths. We've got to put the food in our mouths and digest it with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of the teachers and so forth and the pastors. And it's a matter, but there comes a time where it's on us. We're the ones that have to step up to the plate. We're the ones that have to do the homework and get ready so that God can use us for where he's called us to be. So it's really important right now, kingdom culture right now in this kingdom on earth, as it is in heaven, we need to learn who we truly are in the body of Christ as followers of Jesus Christ. We need to learn who we are. We need to be able to get in here and understand this and learn how to read this to build up our faith so we can get out there and walk and do what God called us to do, to be the men and women that God called us to be. Sound good, folks? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and pray. So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity once again to share with people all around the world, especially over in the Philippines, over with DJ Honey Love's ministry, God is Love doing the kingdom culture series lord i thank you so much for the opportunity to be a part of this amazing ministry and heavenly father we just pray for all those listening all those watching all those with questions lord that we can give them the right answers through you because we truly need to rely on the holy spirit to give the right answers but lord we just want to just fire people up and get them ready, get them excited, get them to want to open up their word and to read it and to learn who they are. Just like when I was in the military and I read about what I need to do as my career field. It's the same thing for us as followers of you, Lord, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, as representatives of you. We have the authority to walk as men and women of God, so, Lord, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for this opportunity to teach this message today. My prayer is that many will come to know you in a greater way as their Savior and Lord. Many will come to know you in a way that they'll open up their Bibles and learn more about you. And I just thank you so much for this opportunity. Bless all those watching and listening, and I look forward to hearing from them. Thank you for these things in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Part two preparation, kingdom preparation. Once again, Rick Warren's Bible study methods, great book, 12 methods to help you get into God's word. I'll have a part two. Well, actually it's going to be part three coming up. I'm going to continue on sharing about those different types of methods. I'm glad you tuned in. Hey, don't forget to get over to God is love. DJ Jug Honey Love is doing a great job with that, as well as relevance for today. I'll leave the information right down here so you guys can check that out as well. You can subscribe to my podcast over at YouTube. You can get over to Libsyn and so forth. So with that being said, hey, love you all. Let's get connected. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Love you. Dig in the word. Peace. <laughs>